This is episode 000029. It's time for a schmaltzy tune. Brought to you by staying late at work to play guitar for some reason. It's the tone control. <laughs> what do you know, Joe? <laughs> Nice beard. Huh? Oh, beard? Yeah. With, a, with a D or beer? We were talking about beer a minute ago. So. <laughs> a nice, nice beard, man. I mean, it's, it's really... It um, is. Um, I, haven't, uh, I haven't done anything to it since the wedding. So oh, we're wow. coming... And, and for that, I, I was I trimmed, but I would say... It wasn't a weak it, beard at that time. No, it was probably, if I had gone from clean shaven, I would guess a month. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm rocking like a four monther right now. Wow. <laughs> um, it's it's getting a yeah. little interesting. The mustache <laughs> is happening. Yeah, um, for the for the listener at home, the mustache has just, developed a curl. The classic. It curl. just does it. Like I got nothing in it right now because I do have things in it sometimes. <laughs> do you mean like uh, and birds? It just kind of like wax. <laughs> it's like that episode of Family Guy where there's like it's a, a nesting birds. bird. <laughs> oh, this is. <laughs> speaking of having, I'm going to blow your mind right now. Okay. Um, the other day must have been I don't know. Beth was at work. I was I had the day off or something. Saturday or one of these days I had off recently. Going about my day, you know, hours later, like hours into the day, I find a cocoa pebble stuck in my mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, we'll go with the grain. It yep. was stuck like vertically. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you hadn't like left the house or anything. Nope. No. Um, <laughs> but you know, it was probably like 1130, 12 o'clock. Like yep. really just, it's the middle of the day now. Mm-hmm. Like, not like I was eating breakfast and it got stuck to my face. And then I noticed right then yeah. I had been walking around for a little while with this thing, just <laughs> chilling. And then, <laughs> Well done. You know, beards, they grow on you. Yep. That's right. <laughs> Do you see uh you see Brian hashtagged Derek's Bell the other day? Oh, did he? I missed that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hashtag Derek's Bell. Nice. Anyway, hey, so Hey. Hey. Oop. Oh jeez. <laughs> Getting a little a little excited over here. Yeah. So I just want to say um, the tone control or the beard control or whatever, <laughs> uh, as usual, is sponsored by Pedal Genie. Uh, all your pedal wishes granted. Go to pedalgenie.com slash tone control for more info on that. Yeah. So we've got mm-hmm. we've got a news item that we'll <laughs> we'll we'll pad that with some beard talk and we'll get a whole episode <laughs> out of it. <laughs> no, we um I actually we we didn't have that much news so I kind of thought maybe we'll do some just kind of like chit-chatting like like the old days. Um, like we've always meant to do. Like yeah. we've always meant to do and <laughs> yeah, and so I kind of um poached some articles that it, that uh the Tone Report was doing 
and kind of thought, well, these are kind of cool topics. Not that we'll just like read articles to you or anything, but I kind of thought we could chit chat about that because we don't we don't do that yeah. much anymore. We pretty much have no. just been talking about like gear releases new, and new stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, I I have one thing for like the little quick yep. no bullet points news story, mm-hmm. but. Um, <laughs> EHX is now making the C9 organ pedal, which is basically the same enclosure and same style as the B9 that we talked about a few months ago. Um, But it's got different sounds in it, as you would expect. So you can use these two pedals in conjunction. They're kind of marketing them as like, use them individually or together. They can really have some some cool stuff going on, especially if you like A-B them, like between stereo amps and stuff. Um, But anyway... So yeah. this one looks like it's based on specific models of uh, organs and keys rather than like styles. Okay, you know what I mean. So the other one was like fat and full as a sound, yeah. right? Yeah, but this I one, the C nine is more like you know setting number five is a Mellotron. Okay, so, so it's getting, kind of getting more, more specific about it. More specific, uh, famous uh, model. Yeah, clones, I guess. So, so that's kind of neat. Uh, same controls and everything, same layout as the B nine, but it's called the C nine. So yeah, check it out. Right on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess we'll do our one news item. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like we're we're at the beginning and at the end of the show. <laughs> right. So a new piece of gear. Uh, we yeah. we hardly ever, ever talk about gear. Let's do a gear item, right? <laughs> the gear control. Did you ever have a chance to uh, to look at this yet? Or uh? I did not. I have it in front of me okay. straight now. So it looks to me. Oh, okay. I should probably tell you what it Sorry, is first. That sounded weird. I don't know what I said. <laughs> straight now. What does that mean? Straight away. Straight Let's away. Back up and, and right take now that over. combined. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Line Six has released the Amplify TT. <laughs> Tabletop, right? Table tabletop. TT is for tabletop. Yeah, I got so it. So amplify amplify is that line of guitar interface meets home speaker, Bluetooth speaker kind of system. Okay. Uh, this is the newest in that line, and it's basically a guitar interface designed to fit in your home stereo, your home hi-fi system. So it kind of sits on your shelf, and it looks like a nice piece of um, like audio gear. I would say like audio listening yeah. gear. Yeah. It's got like uh, the big volume knob and the smaller like uh, e- equalizer knobs. Yeah. Right. And so what you can do is this thing's got Bluetooth, so you can kind of send and make it a Bluetooth receiver for your stereo. So you can play music off your device right into your nice big, you know, listening speakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the cool thing is that it's it doubles as a line six guitar interface and there's a jack right on the front. Right. So, you so can this plug doesn't right have in. to be addition an addition to your your home stereo system this is this can be your receiver that's that's the idea right like yeah as far as i understand yes mm-hmm. um so that's what that's what makes it really awesome and then through the uh through using bluetooth through their ios app and i'm think android app you can yes, like it says android uh, too awesome so you can dial in all the tones on that and it will beam it over to the to the unit itself and you can jam along to music playing through your hi-fi and get like you know those cool those good line six tones yeah it's pretty neat Uh, all the tone details um, is edited using the app so stomps amps whatever any other like I think just global EQ and volume is handled on the unit itself okay so it's got this uh, this one cool thing that uh, like say 
as the example that I saw was like, say you want to jam along to Back in Black. Mm-hmm. So you, you want to jam along to Back in Black. Right. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you load up the song and the, uh, the Line 6 app will kind of analyze the guitar tone in the track and download for you the best match hmm. to play through. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, all right. So you with me? Yeah, no, I'm there. I mean, this is uh, when you, um, the commentators would kind of just go, that doesn't seem like it'll work. It's like, well, maybe it does though. And you don't know. So I'm, I hear that and I I say, that doesn't sound like it'll work, but you know, prove me wrong. Um, it hasn't yeah. been done and, before, right? I mean, I, that seems like it would be a difficult thing to I pull know. it out I mean, of a finished mix, right? Right. That's what I thought when yeah. I first heard it. But I, I, I said, okay, that's I would have to try that. But then I got to thinking more like I, you know, jam along to records and stuff all the time. But I don't really dial in a tone that is like the exact match of what I'm hearing. I dial sure. in something that kind of works well with the rest of it, so I can, you know, hear myself. Mm-hmm. More yeah, clearly. well, and maybe that's maybe that's really what it it's doing more is kind of it could be it's hearing oh this song has a ton of low mids so maybe we'll use a maybe a thinner tone so that you'll be able to hear it separately from the song, right? And it, it could just be like really generalized like high gain, low gain. You yep. know, it could it yep. could be something like that. But um, I don't know. This thing looks looks pretty cool. I I'm how do you like this I'd app interface? Have you? Are you looking at all this the, picture here? All those here? sliders, yeah. Yeah, like um, see, because that's interesting to me because it looks nothing like any other amp software you've ever seen. Right. That that's interesting to me too. They're calling it the groundbreaking app. Yeah, like because you're not. It's not like um, what's called a skeuomorphism, where it's like the graphics yeah, look like it's an not amp. like a knob that you're supposed yeah, to turn. Yeah, this one has just very computer like looking sliders, uh, yeah. sliders um, and little icons that are much more. You know, much more like you'd find on your mobile device anyway for, you know, volume and right. amplifier and so on. Yeah, revolutionary tone matching technology, instant access to your legendary guitar tone. So, I mean, I'd have to give it a try. It's it's a cool idea. It's definitely a cool idea. But like, you know, I've, I was in the same boat with mm-hmm. Tech News as you. I don't follow <laughs> it anymore because of that. You know, if they decide it's not a feature they use, it's a bad yeah. idea kind of thing. But it's one of those like if this amp matching and tone matching is is all the rage right now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, that's been in like the, a bunch of products lately. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if they're doing it in a general. Oh, look at this. Forget forget using unintuitive knobs or a tiny built-in screen to dial your amp's tone. Yeah, that's what the sliders are about. Huh. Like they they're kind of using yeah. the screen real estate in a way that makes sense for and I you know for a small device or a tablet because obviously. On an amp, a knob works fine. <laughs> Can reach in there with your fingers and turn that sucker. <laughs> um, but you know, just yeah. trying to make it look like an amp is on your screen is kind of. Um, I mean, that's just like a look and feel kind of thing, right? They're just trying to be artistic, and yeah, it's just like in Jam Up, yeah. that's how it is. And like, I just actually turned off the setting for the rotary control on those knobs. Oh, I made it yeah, linear. so you can just go up and down because it's just easier oh, yeah, to do with your little finger. You. Trying to run in a circle and try to hit the right spot. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the other thing, like, it is all just looks, obviously. But uh, at least with Jam Up, you can dial in a percentage 
or like a one to a hundred scale oh, on the yeah. knob. So you like tap the knob and go 75%. Oh, yeah, you can put in a number. I gotcha. Yeah. You know, I, I mm-hmm. bet a lot of that has to do with, or I guess I shouldn't phrase it like that. A, a lot of that, um, the graphics looking like an orange amp or a Marshall amp, um, I bet that influences what we think they sound like. I bet if we heard them all Probably. blind, we we might think that they didn't sound quite so much like that. It's also for the yeah. cell. So when you see a screenshot of the app, you're well, like, oh man, this can model a JCM yeah, yeah. 800. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> We're all a bunch of dummies. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, the first new thing that I've heard of from Line 6 in a while, right? I mean, I'm sure they've still been making things, but they're kind of, they used to be kind of the end of the story in amp modeling way back in the day. Yeah, it it seems they have this like uh, little practice amp sized thing that's part of the amplified okay. line that doubles. It's like a home, mm-hmm. you know, like a Sonos speaker, you know, wave radio sized thing. But it's the same deal. It's a little practice guitar yeah. amp as well, and you can you know Bluetooth tones to it and all that. This is a little more um, kind of towing the line between your home theater and your mm-hmm. guitar setup. Yeah, it seems like they're changing direction a little bit I think which is good because they were not heading yeah. in a good direction before I think yeah so they've got it kind of pictured here as a kind of like a living room thing if you're the guy who sits in the in the living room and strums on a guitar I'm, I'm going to play, play the, the guitar, guitar. <laughs> there's another yeah. picture did you see this of a guy in a cubicle and like the office is like all the lights are off in the office what? so he's there like after closing and he's got his little amplify TT no I he's didn't see that he's rocking his Guitar in in his cubicle. Oh man! You know, as someone who works in an office with a <laughs> cubicle or has, I can say like, if you were just there, if you were working so late that everybody else left, everybody yeah. else left. Like we're just, oh, I'm just gonna hang back and jam at work tonight. Like no, no, you don't do it. <laughs> Nobody does that. Come on. Uh, just let me bring in my hi-fi and jam at work. Uh, just got to kick back. Yeah, like, like come I'm going to not go home now. I'd rather be here playing guitar. <laughs> I'd rather sit at work. Yeah. Right? I don't know. That's just a bad stock photo, mostly. That's not a stock photo. I mean, their their amp is in it. Well, it's it's their own stock photo. but <laughs> Is it a stock photo if they took it? You know it? what I mean. Okay, yeah. do I just not know what that means? <laughs> no, okay. I'm making it up. We do that at work, you know. <clears throat> All right. It's like coming up with your own lorem ipsum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so that's the Line Six Amplify TT. Cool. What's what, uh, is there a price on this? One ninety nine. Expected Boom. to ship the twenty second of January. So we're okay. in pre orders, and um, nice. That's not a bad price, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's about what that stuff goes for. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's not. It's not like an amp amp. It's an amp that can power, right. you know, bookshelf speakers. Right? Yeah. So. Cool. Hey, yeah. Wicked. Neat. You know what time it is? I know what time it is. We just finished our news segment, <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for Pedal Genie, bitches. <laughs> I like muting my bell. Oh, did you mute it? Because your <laughs> I think it sounds your video funnier. froze at the same time, and I wasn't sure what was happening. Oh, yeah, really? <laughs> so I, the video froze, and I heard the bell all like muted and weird. 
<laughs> all right, all right. Hey, yeah. So, uh, so tell me <clears throat> so all about pedal it, bro. genie, pedal genie, pedal genie, pedal genie. You're gonna have dreams about the pedal genie. She's gonna come to you and bring you pedals and dreams of pedals. Oh, that's right. It's a woman. <laughs> I don't know if we've, we've ever we, mentioned we that. We kind of have. We've alluded to that. What should be an obvious fact. So, pedalgenie.com. <laughs> what? Pedalgenie Pedal is the Netflix of guitar pedals. You sign up for a subscription and you create a wish list of many, many guitar pedals, hundreds of guitar pedals that they have available, and then they start sending them to you one at a time. You keep each one as long as you want, and when you're ready to send it back, it goes back in a prepaid envelope, and you get your next one in the mail uh, just a few days later. Keep it as long as you want. Send it back every time, anytime. I'm kind of saying this out of order. I'm trying to mix it up. It's not working for me. <laughs> See, send it back send every it back time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so first, you, first you got to go to pedalgenie.com/slash tone control, yes. and there you can sign up and make a wish list. And once you've got what is it, ten items in your wish list? I believe which is, so. Every time we ask it like a question, it's ten. We're deciding. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, whatever. But you're not going to stop whatever. at ten anyway, so who cares? No. So once you've got, you know, maybe four or five hundred things in your wish list, like I do, <laughs> your account goes active, and then uh, pretty much right then they'll start shipping you cool gear. First month is only a dollar. One dollar. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, right. yeah, so there's all kinds of cool stuff. There's Pedal Genie Pro, which is uh, three pedals out at a time, but it's only fifty nine ninety five a month. How cool is that? The one pedal subscription being thirty four ninety five a month, correct? Which means you're with Pedal Genie Pro, you're getting uh, three for the well, three for actually less than the price of two. It's it's out of control. I don't have control. Do you? I don't. <laughs> I don't have. I any have the control tone control. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you can make your own wish list from the many many hundreds of pedals from all all the greatest manufacturers out there. Uh, or you can choose from one of their penal, pe, pe, <laughs> one of their pedal of the month clubs, which is a curated list of the coolest gear, uh, and they come in various categories. So you can pick one or several, or maybe just a few not to have. Um, basically, just write them, tell them what you're interested in, and they'll start sending you stuff. And then you don't even have to make your own uh, list, mm-hmm. and you'll just get things from the pedal categories that you want to try out. Uh, tons of great gear from manufacturers like Earthquaker Devices, Walrus Audio, Keeley, T-Rex, Seymour Duncan, and many more. Um, what else? Keep them forever. Buyout options. <laughs> keep them forever. <laughs> keep them forever if you want. Yeah. Uh, if you want to keep a pedal forever, write them a note and be like, hey, I want to keep it. And the pedal genie will be like, okay, here's the deal. And they'll offer you a buyout option based on the age of the pedal, the age of your membership, you know, just generally how nice a person you've been to them over the years. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll be able to. <laughs> and then you keep it. And then right after then that, you, they'll send you the next one on your list. Yeah. Your subscription continues as normal, except you didn't send back the pedal. It's mm-hmm. yours now. It's to your keep pedal. Forever. Yeah. 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 So um, last time you didn't have enough time to try out your pedal. And this time, That's right. I didn't have enough time to try out my pedal. So <laughs> you played it a bit, though, right? Are you, yeah, you going to save it? No, I played it a little bit. Um, I can. T- I have enough to talk about it. But um, okay. Last week we talked about your thing, which yes. is so. 
Which is the Iron Horse from Walrus Audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Iron Horse is a three-knob distortion, so pretty much standard three knobs. That you got your level, your distortion knob, and a tone knob. Um, this one is just kind of a, it's kind of a special flavor. It has a it has a three-way switch, three-way toggle switch, which switches between different uh, clipping diodes, and I. I can't find in the manual, it doesn't say anything about what they are. Well, so okay. like, you know, use your ears. But I did open it up and I know like one of them is an LED and there was a couple of other kinds of diodes in there that I could see near the switch. So I know you're, you're kind of changing and that it's, it, gives, it gives it a different kind of harmonic character. I found that some positions on the switch would, like, you know, the left position might sound like it was a little bit brighter-ish. Or, but it was just kind of giving the impression of being brighter. It wasn't really brighter. Um, yeah, so like, it's not an EQ it was, difference, right? It's, it's just like what well, that's it, what I mean. Like I think that it's not an EQ difference, but it has kind of different complexities in different kind of ranges. So some okay. of them felt like there was more going on in maybe the upper mids or the highs, but really, hmm. it was. It, it's just kind of like it's timbre. Okay. It's timbre. It's okay. timbre of the distortion. Um, it was cool. interesting pedal for me because it um, it doesn't have like a clean setting. It doesn't have a cleanish setting. Like oh. the knob, it's, the distortion knob, goes from nothing to like really pretty fucking distorted <laughs> right away. Um, uh. You can clean it up by rolling the guitar volume down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds very nice that way, but it's definitely a distortion. It is not an overdrive. Like right. so you will sound like a distortion unless you're unless you're rolling your guitar volume down into it. Um, it's on, and it it's um, it's really really great at a very gainy, very distorted sound mm. and extremely low noise. It oh, had significantly lower noise than my tube drive pedal. Which <laughs> is traditionally lower noise than almost every other distortion I've pitted it against. Wow! Um, so it was impressively low noise, um, and had a really really cool sound for a very thick distortion. It was it remained clear, um, lots of usable sounds. The the tone control on this sucker <laughs> is uh, is interesting. It's not just a filter like you like you, you s- add highs when you twist it all the way clockwise, but when you twist it all the way counterclockwise, you do kind of add some lows. Okay. So it's not a simple system. Like there's something a little more complicated going on there. Um, Hmm. But a lot of really great tones. I, in the first few minutes, I found myself thinking, this is a great pedal for somebody who wants something that sounds kind of like the TC Dark Matter Oh, except they want it to be a better pedal. Is it better <laughs> and to sound better? Yeah, it's like I feel like anything that I could have used the TC Dark Matter for any sound, I could do with this pedal and it would sound better. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's you know I I mentioned this last time uh, when I was shopping for distortion pedals, I looked at the Iron Horse. I never played one, but I was it was on my list mm-hmm. to kind of check out, um, yeah. and. I had kind of read that it's, you know, it's definitely a distortion pedal. Like that's what people kind of kept saying. And um, I still want to try one. And I'm still interested to kind of hear what it sounds like and feel like how it plays, yeah. basically. Um, I ended up getting the Plimsoll, which is 
you know, really wide range of sounds, but. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You're, you're getting a lot more versatility that way. This, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't consider this to be a very versatile distortion pedal. It's good at the sound that it does. Is it more like you, can, you would add a second channel to your amp kind of pedal? Like you'd add, yeah, it's I like a drive so. channel. Hmm. Yeah, it, it is. It is its sound. Um, and you can shape it a bit and the different clip, the, the different diodes make it clip differently. But it that's really just like, you know, how much of the harmonics are really crispy, how much of them are more honky, kind of kind of like that. Um, and it's it's fairly subtle. It, it's I, I found that it, I liked it the best at the kind of arpeggiated chords, like when you play a chord, but you're you're picking it arpeggiated yeah. through distortion rather than just straight up strumming and riffing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really good at single notes and arpeggiated chords. I thought that's where it really stood out. So that's that's kind of what I was doing in the clip that I recorded. Cool, cool, cool. I can't wait yeah. to hear it. <laughs> I should add that to my list. It's a totally awesome looking pedal, which is, you know, yeah, that's, like got, a, that's a got a lot to do with it. A lot of the tone is in the artwork, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on, nice. yeah. That's cool. So it's a very cool. Check out um, check out demo videos of it because if it's, if you like the sound that it makes, um, it's, it's, it's probably like, like the 169 bucks or something. It's, I mean, in the price range and such low noise. Got to try it. <clears throat> yep. So anyway, yeah, nice. I had. Um, so what have you barely had? I barely. It just came this afternoon. Uh, I had the EHX Pog Two. Yeah. Bam. Ba bam. You ever see a Pog One? No. It's like. I, I honestly thought when you showed me the picture, I thought that's what the Pog looked like. I didn't know there was the, another. The Pog, one. it's old. You know, this is the current production. Um, yeah. It's like many other EHX pedals, humongous. It, it looks like a VCR. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> it's got like the the whole like thin metal case on it with like the beveled edges anyway um, (laughs) it's it's a relic like the like the old uh the big memory man and stuff yeah yeah exactly looks like that so the pog 2 pog stands for polyphonic octave generator if anyone has ever wondered what that means um this is it's uh, the super duper mega octave pedal it will do plus two plus one minus one minus two in that order across the pedal (laughs) Nice. Plus one, minus one, plus two, minus two. Okay. Uh, And these are all on like little uh, faders, basically, instead of knobs, which is kind of cool. Right. Um, So what you do is like, you know, down low is off, and then up, you slide it up, 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 up. You go to 100%. It's a mixer. All your octaves are right there on faders, and you mix them. Right. So you've got, you know, uh, two up, one up, one down, two down, and then a dry output, so you can blend in your dry signal. Which is really nice because, you know, the the upper the plus two octaves and the minus one blended with your signal is really what gets you that kind of organ sound that this pedal is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, if you do the plus one with a little little teeny weeny bit of plus two, you get like a really good twelve string sound. It can do Neat. all that stuff. Then on the other side, there's an effects section, and there's three faders here. There's an attack fader, a low pass filter, and a detune. So the attack is kind of a built-in auto swell. 
Okay. And then based on how your dry effects toggle button here is, your push-push button, your dry output will go through one, two, or, or none, or any one of, or all three of these effects. So you can have your dry, okay. you can have your dry signal go out of the pedal unaffected and then fade in the organ sound as you sustain. Oh, 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 okay. You know okay, what I mean? Okay. I'm with you. Yep. And then you can also have it fade through, basically it clicks four times, off, dry signal through one, dry signal through two, dry signal through all three, through the attack, mm-hmm. low pass, and detune. So the low pass is kind of, it's just that, it's a low pass filter. It kind of gives you that, like how sharp you want that, those upper octaves to be. Um, right. Kind of, kind of works a little bit like a mix. Like that's kind of the best way I could kind of talk about it for what this pedal sounds like. Uh, and the detune is basically how intense the lower octaves are. Oh, because it'll it'll sort of like it. Is it a pitch modulation? Uh, the detune. Yeah. Not that I saw it right out of the gate. I didn't try it for too long before. We started, but <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. But uh, I'm not totally sure. And then below the dry effects, where you know you, you determine where your dry signal gets routed, there's a Q button, which basically modifies what the low pass filter is affecting. And there's mm-hmm. three different okay. Q settings, as well as off. It does all kinds of sounds. And so then on the all the way over here, which to me looks like an afterthought and looks like this is a modded pedal by somebody. Yeah, uh, is this, it sort of doesn't fit the rest of the graphics. Is this push push, uh, like click pen click top style rotary selector for eight presets? So you've got your okay. bypass, and then you've got a preset switch that will this button will hop through all eight. So you click it, and it jumps and, and one, also down. control them with the knob. Yeah, so that? that's that's to like dial through them and then save your preset. You click it to save a bank. Oh, oh, I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then the only <clears throat> the only drawback I could see is like if you wanted, you know, to have, I th- I th- when I got this, I thought it was like, I'll dial it to preset number three for this song. I'll have my one sound on the bypass and then my preset three on the preset switch. That is not the case because then if you turn preset, if you hit preset again, it'll jump to four and then to five and then six okay. and all the way down the line. So. I'm, I've yet to kind of figure out the best way to use the presets on this. Like I said, I've only played it for like to be able to rotate fifteen minutes. Um, but it's cool. It's got you know two LEDs, two foot switches. The the preset LED will kind of throb once you've uh, changed a parameter, so you know you're editing a preset. Um, uh, okay. It's so cool. It's like it's just because <laughs> that's awfully complicated. So now we need to get yeah. to the gushing part. So it's it's um. The real star of the show is these octave uh, settings, basically, and this is the the guts of this pedal are what make up those new B nine and C nine organ pedals from EHX. Right. So those, are, those are sort of like preset mixes, right? Little modified versions kind of, of install, this pedal, right? Like a a version of this sound without any of the sliders or controls. Yeah, uh, it's amazing, like how how it holds on to your notes. Like the sustain is crazy. It just lasts forever and ever. And as like you kind of let the chords ring out, uh, they seem to get bigger and bigger and the sub octaves kind of roll and get bigger and bigger. It's really well done. Hmm. It's not tracing, wow. so it doesn't jump. Like yeah. it doesn't have a hard time like tracing complex chords or anything because it's just straight octaves. 
So it's, right, it's not right. going up like a fifth or a third or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's so cool. And it sounds really a lot, a lot, lot like an organ. It's amazing <laughs> like how, how good it sounds. And it, ch- it totally changes how you play guitar and how you think about playing your riffs and stuff, especially with the attack control. As like yeah, a, you can feel a, it sort of springing back. Right, at you, and you can turn it off and it'll be one to one like your normal playing, or you can have it. You can dial it up and it'll kind of fade in like on a auto volume swell. It's really interesting, and there's so many sounds available. I, I don't even know how you'd like decide <laughs> on ones you like because like when I when I opened it up and just plugged it in, it was kind of set to a twelve stringy sound, which was really mm-hmm. awesome. Like an electric twelve string sounds so cool, you know. And I fiddled around with it and brought in the sub octaves, and then it's like instantly a huge church organ. Really cool pedal. These are expensive. I think they're like three fifty or three hundred or something like that. Does that sound right? Stand by, we Google. Oh, anything sounds right to me at this point. I don't know. Sweetwater's got it for three twenty six seventy. So yep, that's that's the street price. It's one of those weird Same EHX everywhere. prices, but you know, that's this is like one of the champs in this in this mod realm. Like it's the only one that does what it does, you know. And it's also made in the US, so that's part of the reason the price is high. All EHX are made in the US, so but that's great. And it sounds like this, I think. I have no idea how I'm going to write something to jam along with drums. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, my, mine this week, we, this is funny because I'm describing it to you after I've already played it in the show. But <laughs> I haven't heard um, it yet. <laughs> Derek hasn't heard it yet. Uh, mine I didn't do to the drums. I was just oh, okay. I was just playing and I, I just hit record and laid down this little progression that I played. It's, it's just a simple, like I made mine like a simple little bump thing. It's not. Cool, cool. I might have to do that. Just so, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this before. If anyone out there is familiar with In Repair by John Mayer, Mm-hmm. The organ sound on that is this. Not an organ. Not an organ. Yeah, you, you put that on Twitter or something. I, like, yes, or Facebook, I, somebody was asking me about it, and I, I mentioned it. And there's a little video. Like They wrote that song inside of a day, and there's this cool little quick 15-minute documentary on it, basically. Um, who's that guy? Charlie Parker that plays that weird bass slash guitar slash whatever thing? Oh, yes, I've heard of that. He's um, on that. Um I think it's Steve Jordan on drums, but um, it's just the three of them, and and the I guess the rhythm guitar is through a pog, and it's an, it's the organ sound, like the nice the drawbar organ, really cool. So if you're familiar with that song and you're like, what a great organ sound, you're wrong, <laughs> <laughs> fail, turning your world upside down. So yeah, cool, wicked. I'm super pumped to really dig into this, and I uh, couldn't do it without the help of Pedal Genie. So go to pedalgenie.com slash tone control, sign up for one dollar, and you can try out a pog or even a micropog if you yeah. want. So if you sign up right away, you you might get it straight. It'll go straight from Derek's house to yours. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> It'll still have Derek smell all over it. Basement smell. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah
So anyway, uh, oh, speaking of basement, uh, before we got started, I was just setting up my new guitar workbench downstairs. I'm jealous I, of you. I'm, it's going together. It's it's the instructions could be much better. I will say that, but <laughs> uh, it's it's a little complicated. It's like a workbench with a little. It's got looks like it has a little drawer. Yeah, there's a little pull out drawer. The backing is pegboard. There's like a shelf above, and then there's like the main work area, which is like. F- four by two. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I got it basically to have a place to do string changes. And I'm going to start trying to like teach myself how to solder and maybe swap pickups or build pedals or yeah. whatever. That'll be a good spot for that. And nice. uh, it's just going to be, it's guitar sized and it's kind of exactly <laughs> what I need. And because until, I don't know if you've run into this problem, uh, w- when I moved to this place, I, you know, we settled in and I was like, all right, I got a weekend. Let me change some strings. You know, I haven't changed since long before the move. And so uh, I grabbed my guitar and a pack of strings and I was like, oh, crap, where am I going to do this? Because tr- changing <laughs> changing uh, strings in your lap sucks. <laughs> right? So far, that's what I've been doing. It yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that for me or the floor or the kitchen table. And I don't want to like do everything on the kitchen table and like, especially like guitar maintenance. It's, it's yeah. just not, I don't know. I don't, I don't like invading that space. So this workbench is going to be super kick-ass and I'm going to post some photos of it once uh, it's all put together. Hopefully w- within the next week, I'll get that going. I've got like, <laughs> I've got like a half an hour a day to work on it. So <laughs> I'll put like one piece together. <laughs> yeah, attached today. I attached a leg. Yeah, dear journal. Yeah, I also need to like literally bang it together with a hammer. So I'm trying not to do it at night. <laughs> oh. oh, good. <laughs> I lost you. Where'd you go? Yeah, you keep you keep freezing whenever you try to say something funny. No, it knows. <laughs> you keep freezing every time you take a sip of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Somebody anyway, I just us. I just wanted to mention that because it kind of relates to like this other discussion type stuff, sort of, <laughs> sort, sort, <laughs> sort of, of. Uh, okay. the other like the other non gear stuff. So yeah, uh, what do you you added these? I mean, do you have a thing or yeah, two to say um, about them? Well, I was just thinking, you know, I saw this article about um, it's it's called Great Ways to Write New Riffs. I thought, you know, this is interesting. Like, how do you, how do you write riffs? Like, do, do you want to? Yeah. Is this okay to do it this way? Can you want to just freehand this? Yeah, that's fine. Um, you, because you can have the greatest guitar tone anyone's ever heard. Like, you can have all the gear we talk about <laughs> and be like, yeah, a really skilled musician even, but not be able to write a riff. Right. So, it, it's it's not all about gear, kids. <laughs> yeah. So the article kind of takes it down. With some, it sort of breaks it down into a few sort of basic tips, basic suggestions. Um, yeah, yeah, like, like just blanking out your brain, like switching off for a while. And there's some people might just lay on a bed or or go somewhere, like just totally like close your eyes and let your mind blank and mm-hmm. kind of let your fingers, it's like see what see what your fingers play when you're not paying attention, kind yeah. of thing. Um, have There's, you ever tried stuff like that? Uh, not not deliberately. I've never been like, I'm going to go turn off and just play guitar. It's usually like yeah. I, 
I write riffs like when I have the time. If I've got like an extra 15 minutes on my lunch break and I'm playing guitar, I'm not going to come up with a riff just because I know like yeah. I won't have time to to kind of flesh it out. It usually just happens when I've nothing going on this afternoon. Like, oh, I'll go play guitar and warm up a little bit. And then that sort of just happens because I've got nothing else to think about. I don't have to like think about uh, what time is it? Do I have to get back to work? Kind of stuff, right? Yeah, because um, that kind of pressure kills creativity yeah. too. Like, um, did you see that. this quote in here from Jay Mascus? Or not? Not really a quote, Maybe. I guess. Uh, he likens guitar practice to fishing, which I, I read that earlier today, and I was like, "Yes, oh yeah, yeah." That's a I great way that. to put yeah, it. Yeah. Um, the the analogy uh, seems as though a riff will occasionally just bite, and it, like yeah. it's totally totally true. And I don't really ever. I hardly ever set out to like, I'm going to write a riff today yeah, and then do it like, or with success. <laughs> but like sometimes I'll say like, I want, I want to come up with something that's got a really mellow feel and I'll just start playing things that are kind of mellow. So you have like, a design in mind, at least basically. Not always, but if I do, it's really loose, mm-hmm. really loose. I kind of was that way too. Um, like what I would have in mind was like this is going to be over here on the neck, or this okay. is going to be that's, a, that's an interesting picky, thing too, or this is going to be strummy. You know, like I would kind of like have, I would almost have like a right hand in mind, not not exactly, but I would have like kind of a right hand style in mind, and then mm-hmm. the notes are the notes are the part I don't know about yet, right? But I'm gonna focus on this is going to be all chords or this isn't, or it's going to be this kind of ratio or something like that. I guess like for me, it's changed recently. I can tell you that. Um, I don't know if I've like been playing guitar for a certain amount of time or like have reached a certain, like, I don't know, skill, I guess, like where (laughs) I, I now, I always used to think like, well, people who say they just hear a riff in their mind and go play it are totally bogus. That's not how it works. Yeah. I need to be holding a guitar in order for that stuff to come to me. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. and I or, I, or I would I never think I've, if I think I've thought of something in my head without a guitar in my hand, I'll find a guitar and find out that I'm wrong. That too, yeah. <laughs> but like uh just recently I've kind of been oh, sorry, and in years past it was like I wouldn't always have a lot of faith in what I was going to do next. And it was a lot of just coincidence mm-hmm. and like, let's jump over here. And oh, that sounds horrible. Don't do that again. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a half step higher would sound great, that kind of stuff. And it was always That's experience. Um, yeah. Um, that happens less now. And I get more like sudden ideas of, of just like, oh, this would sound really cool. Where's my guitar? Like, let me go get that down. And it oftentimes now does sound really cool. Like maybe yeah. I've just like experienced enough of, you know, what works and what doesn't. It, it but, must be like just learning fretboard more, you know, just like, yeah. cause it's a, there's a muscle memory to attach to your ears. Right. You know, your brain goes, oh, I'm hearing this. So I know how far I'm going to have to reach. Mm-hmm. And that's just something that's going to come with experience. Yeah. And I'm getting a little more of like that. Yeah. This is the root chord, but it needs that other note. Where's that other note? And I just go find it, you know, just like mm-hmm. half step at a time. And it helps you learn new chords for one thing. I don't know yeah. what they're called, but it help, adds it to your, like, I can't read music or anything and I can hardly read a chord chart, but like it's, it adds it to your sonic tool belt, man. Man. <laughs> 
on the Sonic Tool Belt later. <laughs> uh, there's a tip in here about playing along to guitar-less music, which I think yeah, is really interesting. Yeah, I was just interesting. about to mention that. That's I've a, never tried that. It seems like a super good idea. I When I first heard um, Royals by Lord, I was mm-hmm. like, this song's clearly got some attitude, and this is written in a mode, I think. Like, I don't know my modes that well. Or at all? Isn't everything written in a mode? <laughs> well, though? yeah, but like this one, this is when I heard it. <laughs> I did not expect any of the melody turns to be what they were, you know. Mm. And it was just like it was mean. And I kind of went to learn the melody on guitar, and it's it's basically just chord arpeggios, and it's a very simple like one four five progression at the core. But to like mm. arrange a guitar but they part found over stuff that, in there that tricked you, right? And it's got to yeah. do with. Um, how it's arpeggiated, where the accents are. Like, there's nothing really holding that song together in the beginning. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a well, really. Right. Cause it, it's, it's one of the songs that the, it's got to be like written and then, and then parts get muted out later to kind of create the buildup yeah. that happens to it. Like, right. And I, I like to do that kind of stuff where, like, oh man, if I was going to write the rock cover of Royals. <laughs> How would I do it? And like that's that's one that's a good example for me anyway. I'm trying to think if there's yeah. any others. Like I don't I don't know. It's just one of those like or like uh, I've went through a time of learning Elton John songs on guitar, like learning the piano chords on guitar, mm. which is really great to for songwriting sense too. Like intervals and, and changes I would never ever do on guitar if I was going to yeah. sit down and write. Um. That's that's day, a good that's okay. a cool idea though. I like doing that. Yeah, yeah. W- one day I uh, like I've never done that. Like I've never like put on music and and jammed along to it with that sort of intention, but one day I was listening to I was listening to a podcast or something. Like it was just off time and I just happened to be plugged in and kind of playing for no reason and I like I I did that with the theme music of the podcast for a second. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, like check this out." Like so I like as soon as I read that, like play along to guitarless music. It's like that makes perfect sense to me. Like yeah. although I I think I would have trouble like separate. It, it basically would for me at least mean that I'm just totally reusing whatever the chord structure is of that. Well, song. yeah, but it's still like you handle it differently on guitar. Like guitar chords are different than piano chords, you know. Yeah. And how they, especially yeah. in rock music, like that's got a lot to do with like this when I was learning Elton John songs. It's like I just love these songs because like I heard them a lot growing up, and the melody is great. the The songwriting is great, and I think like what's going on musically, like technically, can I learn this? Yeah. And they're so satisfying to play because it's like I, you know, I know that I've learned something from it. <laughs> basically, yeah. um, it's it's that's fun. I, I like doing that. Um, that's a cool idea. So uh, let's let's hit the rest of this list, I guess, real quick. One of them, it says, um, well, it says cheat on Old Faithful, which is whatever. This is dumb headline reading. I'm not going to read this headline yeah, stuff I'm, anymore. But it's but, about it's basically pointing out like you know don't don't jump to the gear you jump to. Yeah, don't don't pick up your favorite guitar that's all worn down. Like if you're have like this is something where if you're having trouble thinking of something new, then change it up. 
think of, you know, you know and, and put yourself out of your comfort zone. Pick such, up a different I think, okay. Guitar. So I think that can, you can span that to not just gear, but like, cause sometimes I will not use my pedal board and that's a totally different mm. style of playing. You know, you kind of, yeah. I've got the reverb in my amp and like a drive channel, maybe. So right. you, that you have to kind of, if you're going to jam a little bit, you kind of got to set up your rhythm because you don't have a delay. You got to set up your time and then you can kind of break off of it from there. You can use, and if you don't have more than one guitar, you can use different tunings, which is a huge jumping off point. Oh, yeah. I've written yeah. a, a few songs that started out in different tunings. Um, tunings and capos. Yep, capos are huge. I don't use my capo nearly enough. I don't um, either. And the times that I have, it was like, easy to like I was having trouble writing a song that I really wanted to write like I had something in my head that I wanted to write and it wasn't happening for whatever reason and it was like a couple of times when I like pulled out a capo and was just like oh it's just changing that it's up just, like, yeah it makes, it's, it's different the guitar feels different. different I mean it, the scale yeah. changes the tension changes and then even like when you are using lots of gear using pedals like a pog for example yeah. that dramatically change how you play and how you approach what your guitar sounds like is yeah. that's you know pedals that are really inspiring to play are priceless to me like that's why I always 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 have a delay pedal I know people that don't have them and I don't get it <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> but you're way better at delay than me like that's but the like thing delays like, are just like it's it's the cascading like you know not not that it sounds yeah. like two guitars sometimes but it's like it's just more inspiring to me than not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. And then this so last about one, this world world music. Yeah, I don't know about that. I I mean, I guess you could say the same about. Uh, this is an extension of changing your tuning, in my opinion, because what yeah. they're talking about is getting out of the modes that you're used to and getting out of the scales, even that you're used to. Sure. Yeah. Like I, I really hear something different. I should learn my modes because I I know I would be a way better guitar player. But uh, I kind of, I don't really listen to world music really, and I'm sure I would benefit from it, but it's not really just, it's just not on my radar. And yeah. what I do that's kind of related is just learn other genres of music, like, mm-hmm. again, you know, Elton John piano music, adult contemporary classic rock. Not really <laughs> like my go-to rocking out on stage genre, but the songwriting style right. there has a lot you can learn from. And, you know, I, I have learned a few like Mastodon riffs. I can't learn a whole song because I'm not technically skilled enough, but mm. like, if you can, if you can <laughs> nail a riff like that, like that's really good for your chops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like learning things that are really outside of your comfort zone on a skill level is really valuable. It's a good idea. So that's that's some stuff. That's some stuff. I mean, like I could talk about that kind of a, approach to playing guitar all day. I mean, that's that's the sort of stuff. I remember when GarageBand released their music lessons a few years ago. Like you could subscribe to like take a guitar lesson with Alex Lifeson of Rush, and he would show mm-hmm. you how to play Spirit of Radio and stuff. And one of it was when I was watching a lot of tech news. Actually, those guys they kind of picked it apart. And they said, yeah, but like, how do you know how to like, how do you know when to leave the fretboard? And like, how do you know when, how to hold the pick? And all that stuff that you cannot teach in a lesson 
Well, in, it's, in it's like, just unless it, you're in person, right? Like, but still, yeah, but that's still you can't learn that in one lesson. Oh yeah, it, you learn that over. I mean, my my instructor would always say like. His his big thing was leave early. You always had to leave early when you were changing courts because it takes yeah, you know, when, you when you're learning you're, you have to get there on the change, and yeah. that stuck with me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just like you you can't teach the feel, and you can't really like learn the feel any faster than it's going to just happen. <laughs> it's gonna, right, it's going to happen to you by playing. Yeah, right. And yeah. you know, in, in recent months, I've changed. Like how I hold my pick a little bit for different sounds, and I've I don't know it's 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 all stuff that like you don't really actively think about. Like I'm going to change how I hold my pick today. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> well, that did happen to me once um, when I was I was playing in the band that the th- that we use the theme music for the show. The other guitarist in that band had studied jazz guitar. That's at right. UNH. Yeah. He called me right out pretty soon after we'd met and started playing together. Like he could see me holding my pick in like I had just never been told how to hold a pick, you know, I mean, I right. was holding it. I you, wasn't you like held it across the room. We're succeeding I was, at. <laughs> I was playing guitar with it, but, um, but there was a little bit, it was like, I was, I was holding it, like pinching it with the tips of my fingers. Oh, like and straight he had up me, or like. Right. And he had me twist. So now my thumb and index finger are sort of facing so it's away it's coming out of the side of your hand instead of the They're top perpendicular of your hand. Yeah. And yeah. And so my 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 fingernails are pointing in opposite directions, essentially, as they pinch the pick. Oh, and I, it, I never knew you used to do that. That's weird. Ah, I'm yeah. like, who doing it now? And uh. <laughs> right. And so what that does is it makes you stiff and weird. And as soon as I switched to the the you know quote unquote correct way of doing it, you know, he basically just told me one day at practice, no, look, do this. And I had to concentrate on it for a few days, but then it, yeah. pretty soon I just made sure I was doing that. And that that was a that was a distinct moment of improvement because I just never had I never yeah. had guitar lessons. I just right. was like, I guess I'm going to be in a band, so whatever. You, you got a pick. You hold it with your fingers. Duh. <laughs> How are you holding your pick with my fingers, <laughs> idiot? Firmly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that but that you know that made um, various picking patterns and things like that easier to accomplish. And, yeah. And more right. natural and feeling. When I learned guitar, like when I was in my early years, the the method to hold a pick was like all you know, you've got your between the thumb and forefinger, and then your yep. other fingers, your three other fingers are supposed to tuck up and, and basically you're making a fist a little bit. And you yeah. play guitar that way. And that always felt like so weird. And I was like, I don't want to be the guy that plays like rock hand guitar with like all the fingers hanging out. With all but the I, fingers out. <laughs> but I did. And it like just became how I played. And then recently I've kind of been tucking my fingers back underneath. Like I noticed it the other day. <gasps> just like, oh my God, what am I doing? I'm, I'm reverting <laughs> back to correct guitar playing. <laughs> and it, it, it helps me like the articulation is so different that way. Yeah. yeah, if I'm gonna strum just like huge chords, fingers out. But if I'm like playing tight and oh. fast, fingers in. You know, to, you know, I, I might do that too. I, I'm gonna pay attention the next time I play guitar because I have no <laughs> idea what, what my other fingers do. <laughs> For a long time, I would rest my pinky in between my B and E string if I wasn't using them. And I would str- <laughs> I would strum with my wrist rather than the whole arm. Um, and now okay. that I now that I have a telly, like I rest my pinky between. The the high E and the tray, <laughs> like the, <laughs> the bridge plate. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't do that so much anymore, but like I I did 
for a long time. And I occasionally will like rest my fingers on the pick guard, like push down. It's weird. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like I I don't know why it's, it's only when I'm noodling though. It's like, if I'm actually trying to play something proper, no way. Like it's, it's, I got to hold it right. (laughs) Hey, so what do you think? Do you want to, do you want to roll on? Do you want to jump to the, yeah, skip you know, this? This other one is kind of basic stuff. It I, is, and you, I think like a long, do that. a long time ago we talked about uh, do talking about something like this, and we never did. Um, but oh, so, so I, you want to put it in? I we think can we do could, it quick. We can do it really quick. Um, like I think we had wanted to talk about, or I thought it might be cool to talk about, like gig and and show do's and don'ts, basically. <laughs> Uh, the rock and roll go bag kind of thing, like the stuff that you have to have to right. be prepared. Um, some of this stuff you're like, well, of course I've got an extra pair of st- or an extra set of strings in my case. Yeah, a, a boatload of extra picks. Right. I'm. What else? When so I, let's, let's just start naming things. When I, when I first started, <laughs> that stuff was not apparent to me, and like I would roll into shows years later. Oh, do you have a tuner? <laughs> <laughs> I left, I left mine at the space. Like uh, it's like that kind of stuff that I end up having. Yep. Like I feel like a super dick, but like no patience for because it's so like you just got to do this stuff. So yeah. anyway, yeah, bring an entire bag of picks. Like <laughs> keep a whole <laughs> new set of picks in your case. Like it's just it became for me like that's where that stuff lived. I didn't keep yeah. packs of strings right. on a shelf at home. And then put them in my case for gigs. They just stayed because in my case. W- when are you going to use them? When are you going to need them? When you have your guitar case. So bam, there exactly. they are. The, yeah. the extra strings go in there. Maybe an extra strap. I never uh, did the extra strap thing. Um, I never strap I, locks. Strap locks, and I've never had a strap break. Like I, I, I haven't either. read that. Um, you know, maybe was that was like, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that back. That was a stupid. That was a stupid one. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> you don't need an extra strap. Yeah, I mean, it says right here, I haven't broken one yet, but you never know. Like, yeah, I mean, straps don't oh, really... he's filling up article space. Those, they don't. Straps, <laughs> especially, I, I'm playing a strap made out of seatbelt material right now. Yeah. That shit doesn't that's break. That's what mine is, too. Yeah. Yeah, here, here's the other thing. If your strap breaks, you, you didn't you want You got a bigger strap. problem. <laughs> Buy a better that's, strap. <laughs> that's not the strap you wanted. Uh, let's see. What, guitar. Has, the guitar. I mean, bring, bring in more than one guitar. guitar. Yeah. I I did that occasionally. Um, then you I did don't it. need backup strings, right? Yeah, because if you if you know underground, not underground, but like local scene shows are usually on a really tight schedule, and things yep. always run late. So if you break a string and then you got to take five minutes, change and take the old one out, put the new one in, tune it up, clip yep. it, stretch you just, it. Like you just play killing two time. fewer songs. So if you can just take it off, throw it in the case, grab the other one in half or less than half that time, good to go. Yep. Yep. I mean, I've done it. Everybody's done it. Like borrowing gear, it sucks. And you hate to be the guy. Can I borrow your guitar? I broke a string. I borrowed your amp once. Remember you did. That? And I borrowed Abe's guitar that years later I ended up buying. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> and it, yeah. it just, um, it, it sucks, but it happens. And like, luckily, Abe brought two guitars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After that, I kind of started doing it when I had the space in the car and stuff, you know? I don't know. It's just I, I I couldn't I can't bring an extra amp because I don't own more than one amp. I I don't think I've that ever would seen be anyone. Getting pretty extreme. Yeah. You. I mean, we know some. We know of some folks, don't we? We do, but like I I'm still <laughs> not in that. 
I would yeah. sooner borrow. I'd be more okay with someone borrowing my amp, I think, because so many people can't carry more than one amp. You know, yeah. instead of like, do you have any strings? Can I borrow a cable? Like all that little stuff, like you can fix that really easily. I can't fix That's like true. my yeah. amp on the scene. Like I can't, I can't buy another amp as a backup. Yeah, I can buy an extra cable as a backup, no problem. You can buy a hundred cables. Yeah, like, sure. uh, so what about effects? Effects. I've never, I've never extra brought extra effects. effects. I, if I had, if I had an effect die, I would just remove it. If I had an effect that I was worried about dying, I wouldn't have that. I wouldn't gig like, with it. What? Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't play it out. Like I've got some gear that I only play at home. I mean, I'm only playing at home now anyway, but like I've got one guitar that I haven't played at a show in like five or six years. Yeah. And it's just because it's it's old and like I don't, it's, you know, sentimental value. I don't want anything to happen to it. I've got some pedals that are just kind of not need repair, but like if something falls on it, like <laughs> it's going to die, you know? <laughs> And like if for me at home or me in the studio, like it's perfectly fine to manage that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like in an unpredictable environment like a show. Yeah. yeah. So spare tubes. There's other stuff yeah, though. Spare tubes. I, those had, are I had spare tubes. Always with me. important. Spare fuses. Fuses might be more important than tubes. I never did that. That's what happened to your amp that one time. You borrowed yeah. mine. Um and well it could but <laughs> And the reason I had to borrow yours is because really it was because I didn't have spare tubes. I had spare fuses, oh. um, but my oh, amp okay. blew a fuse. I put a new fuse in it without changing anything else, thinking maybe it was just a freak thing, and it blew the second fuse. I stopped trying after that. I had more fuses, but I stopped trying clearly right, because clearly something because the show was running on on schedule. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, it turned out it was the rectifier tube. So if I, hmm. I could have swapped in a spare rectifier tube right then. And from that moment, I always carried a spare rectifier tube, um, but I didn't, I didn't yeah. diagnose it at the time. I just said, you know. I carried, I, I had a solid state rectifier, but I carried um, power tubes yeah. just in case. Uh, and like, I think one, one or two preamp tubes, because my pedal at the time was running on one also. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other stuff uh, in this little extras category, scissors, flashlight, multi-tool, yep. you know, screwdrivers, markers, all that kind of stuff, like things you don't think you might need. But like, how many times do you like print out nice looking set lists before the show and then forget them? Almost the every first, time. To your first question, <laughs> zero times. To the second question, <laughs> never needed to forget. <laughs> I always carried a, a big Sharpie in my bag so we could just get some paper and, and scribble down a set list. Um, yeah, my the problem was always still finding to this day, paper. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't about to carry around a ream of paper. <laughs> uh, I always carried around um, a multi tool, like a Leatherman wire cutter multi knife thing. Yeah. Still to this day, lives in my guitar case. I have one in my pack um, now that I take whenever I go out for anything. Like it's kind of just my. My multi tool that's always in my pack, and I'm whether we're on yeah. a film set or I'm going to another studio or something, I have a bunch of times like somebody's had this panicked look on their face, and I've been like, "Oh, I have a multi tool that has that that bit yeah. on it," you know, like we're we're all yeah. set. <laughs> and right, and like so, flashlights. Like I carry a flashlight uh, when I go. I do some wedding photography. I carry a flashlight then, but. Um, 
now that phones have flashlights on yeah. them, it's kind of less important to me to bring them to a show. Uh, it's still not a bad idea. It's easier to hold um, than you know digging your phone out and then and then what do you, you right. know, might drop your phone or something. The flashlight. Yeah. If you have a if you have like an emergency pack that is with you because you're gigging or because you're doing something like that, just throw a flashlight yeah. in. I mean, even if it's a keychain LED thing, yeah, it'll go a long is. ways. Super bright. Um, tape. Gaff tape, duct tape, that kind of stuff, always good. Yeah. Um, what else? I think I carried, you carried hockey tape. I carried some electrical tape for a while. Yeah, I found the hockey tape was a good density and size for um, yeah. attaching uh, wireless body packs to a human or to a guitar. And, and your keyboard to its stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would tape the keyboard to its, well, because you, you know, we, we dance around a little bit. I don't need to worry about kicking yeah. the keyboard over. Well, also, it's not always you. It's it's other people yeah. that bump into your shit. Our, our drummer, remember, he uh, Sean got uh, those four boxes, quad boxes of power, uh, long extension cords. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, the quad box on the end. I kept one in the back of my amp and one in my car. Right, like, I, had, always, I had one of those in my amp, had, like, too, I think. What were they, like, 20 feet or something? Yeah. They were super long. Just big. Big and industrial because boxes. That or even just extension cords and power strips, yep. you need something because shows happen at places where shows aren't really intended to happen. Outlets at the back of the stage and not at the front. Yeah. Well, how are you going to power your pedal board? You can't run the, the single power cable from your brick all yeah. the way to the back of or the f- room. Or figure <laughs> out a good system for that. I mean, I had I had power distribution um, set up at my pedal board and basically yeah. I had a power conditioner in my keyboard rack and along with my laptop, and so kind of everything would go into that, and then I had extension cords, so that power conditioner was running my entire rig. So really, I only needed one plug. Yeah, I needed two for the longest time, amp and pedals. Yep. And and you carried a quad box so that you were all set with that. Like, Just know what you need and get it as simple as possible, and then you'll be good wherever you go. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the takeaway from this is just think of... Take take some time, basically, and think of stuff yeah. you might need. You'll need it. Yeah, and just accumulate <laughs> it over time. I mean, you could spend a few hundred dollars on this stuff if you just built yourself a go pack right now. But you you know, tons of crap. Yeah. Well, we've probably prattled long enough, right? Yeah, we're at an hour fifteen. You're gonna cut some I, stuff out, so it's probably like we're probably still gonna do it. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, I I had a th- I had one other thing that I thought might be interesting, but we can save it. Let's let's save want. it. Okay, because yeah, we're going long anyway. I'm not even going to tease we're where it is. It's totally it. it's not totally that great. But, who cares? Um, so when we started this whole <laughs> shenanigan tonight, you told me you had a thing for the end of the show. All right. Well, well we it's are. the end of the show, so we're gonna do we're gonna thank Pedal Genie one last time because this episode, like all the episodes, are brought to you by Pedal Genie. And you, the listener, can go to pedalgenie.com slash tone control to find out all kinds of juicy details. Um, and the juiciest. the juiciest details. So I keep bumping my bell. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got these like a little half days. Yeah. Well, all right. So the thing is, I've realized um, a little before we recorded that this is actually the last episode that's probably going to come out before Christmas. Which is this silly oh, holiday yeah. that we, some of us on the earth, celebrate. Um, so, You're right. so let's see, what's today? The ninth? Yeah. So, I'm putting us in space and time. According to our normal <laughs> recording schedule, we'll actually record one before Christmas um, if we choose to, but it certainly won't come out before then. And who knows, maybe the holidays will throw that all into turmoil. But also, right before we recorded, 
uh, your friend and mine, Slough, sent us an email. And uh, inc- oh man, I'm I'm still not getting our emails. I got to fix this. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so Slough sent a Slough sent a track from his new Christmas album that just came out, and is available oh, cool. CD Baby and iTunes and everything. And so um, I I realize now that I didn't like expressly get his permission, but I don't see why we can't use the track as the ending theme for the show today. Let's put do his, it. Put his he notes. calls it a schmaltzy tune. What's Christmas without a schmaltzy tune? Yeah, so he sent that over to us. So we're gonna what a title. We're gonna, thanks, Slow, and um, we're gonna put your beautiful yeah. voice at the end of the episode and um, put links up where you can find Slow's album. And um, this is great. Yeah. So besides that, I love um, it. Give us your reviews on iTunes and crap. We don't always say that, but we always want it. Always. And uh, always. follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters. You can find it. You know where to look. We're called the tone control. Figure it yeah, out. Put it together. <laughs> cool. This is great. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you, Slough. Thank you, Pedal Genie. All right. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> Thank you, Derek. <laughs> Thank you, listener. Thinking of the loved ones as signs of holidays appear, but it all goes by. Blink of an eye And then we have to wait Another year But what if Every day Were Christmas What a wonderful world This would be We would never feel blue We'd make Come true if Christmas were every day. This time brings out the good in people. A kindly gesture plants the seed. Everybody is nice. No price when we lend a hand to those in need. What if every day or Christmas? What a wonderful world this would be. Summer to the spring, I'll take you.